and welcome to The Blueprint Lifestyle Design Podcast. Unpacking and applying creative design principles to help you live your maximized life. And now, ready to help you design and build your ultimate awesome future, here's your host, Andrew Lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Blueprint. Andrew Lord here with you once again as we are unpacking the source code for success. And today we are speaking with Julia Fiore. I hope I said that uh, right. She's a certified counselor and life coach working in Sydney. Uh, she's passionate about helping men with their mental health and um, helps them with relationships, work performance, and overall well-being, particularly uh, to do with confidence. And that's what we're going to be exploring a little bit uh, this afternoon. So, Julia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice intro, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, I have to say, I was particularly, I was actually moved when I saw your, um, your, the work that you do and how you're passionate about help, helping men with their mental health. And, you know, as a woman, I guess in the life coaching space, I see that there's, there's, um, there's a lot of women who help women and um, women, you know, it's the stereotypical thing of men that they don't like to ask for directions. They sort of prefer to go, go solo generally and, um, and end up because of that often end up uh, being alone unnecessarily and struggling unnecessarily mm -hmm. um, to have someone like yourself who is stepping over and, and helping out with, with men. It's just, it, it actually moved me when I heard that. So I just want to say as an intro, you know, thank you so much for, for that work. Uh, can you just give us a bit of a, a background of yourself, you know, where you grew up, how you came to get interested in coaching, those sorts of things? Yeah, so I'm from Italy, uh, as you can probably hear from my accent. I have a very weird accent because I learned English in the States. And I lived in Spain for five years, so I have a very okay. weird accent. <laughs> um, grew up in Italy, normal, uh, normal childhood. Then I went to the U.S. when I was 16 as an exchange student. Then I went back to Italy. Then I spent five years in Spain where I studied PR and marketing. Worked in marketing a little bit, didn't really like it. And then I was kind of lost of well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? started traveling, came across coaching, and it's just like it, something popped into my head and it's like, that's it. And uh, the more I learn about it, the more I am passionate about, you know, human behavior, what all that it comes with human behavior and how to improve mental performance, mental health, how to use your potential. So that's really what fascinates me. So here in Australia, I started with a diploma in counseling. Then I did the bachelor in counseling coaching and now I finished and I have my private practice where I see clients face to face. Cool. That's exciting. And uh, why, why confidence? Why did you sort of hone in on that area in particular with men? When I was thinking of the name, you know, it's because I feel that many times I've been told, oh, you're so confident. Oh, if I were so confident. So I kept hearing this, this word confidence and that I think it's very well misunderstood to be fair. I think mm -hmm. that it's definitely many people think it's self-esteem is confidence because I can be confident when I do, you know, something like an interview. When I talk about mental health, I can be confident because I, I know that stuff. But if I'm talking about biomechanics of 
quantistic, uh, something that I'm not, you know, prepared about, I'm not going to be confident. And I'm the same person that you call confidence two seconds ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, confident, but what really moved me to call my business confidence to achieve is because when you do have that confidence, then you can achieve. So it doesn't matter how much information you have. Many times, if you don't have the confidence, that's like the missing piece to then achieve something. Hmm. Because so many times we get stuck into preparation mode. I need to be perfect. You know, I need to have it bulletproof perfect before starting something. Oh, I'm never good enough. There is that kind of um, underlying need to keep improving, which I think it's very cultural. The culture hmm. of never enough. We're never enough. There's yeah. always, you know, a new course, a new something to make you better. Mm. So sometimes we, if we don't have that confidence, then we don't go into the world and achieve, and yeah. achieve our goals. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a really corrosive myth, can't it? That um, if I just do this, if I just, you know, attain to this new level, if I get this new qualification or get this new job or new car or whatever it might be um, that we, that we will be ready. And uh, yeah, as you say, confidence is, is you can be confident at any, any time and place, can't you? If you, you know, that's the thing, it's confidence is dependent on, you know, the topic, on the environment, you know, I can be confident in a room of other counselors, but then let's say that you put me in, a, in another room where I don't know anyone and I feel that I have zero knowledge about what they're talking about then I may not feel that confident. But that doesn't mean that I cannot be there and hold myself in a space of like knowing that I don't know. Hmm. Do you think there's a big uh, connection between courage and confidence? Is there a big association there? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's the valuing courage instead of the necessarily the outcome. Hmm. So if I go, let's say that here in this interview, I value my courage to come here and speak in, independently of how this talk is going to go. I, I value the fact that I'm here and I try, you know, yeah. valuing that the effort and trying. Yes. Yeah. Me too. That's why that's the way I'm feeling coming here as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are some things, I guess this is a, a two-sided question. What are some things that can number one, help build up confidence, but also what are some things that can, you know, undermine or, erode your confidence as well i think that something very important is to know your strengths and know mm. what you're good at and that comes with self-exploration and it's a journey you know to get to know yourself your personality because we have like personality traits that somehow is like they are very much in us like they're not very that easy to change because it's like our you know kind of blueprint and then mm. we build on top of that. So let's say that, for example, of myself, I, there is this test that is called the big five, which I really love for personality. So yeah. it measures five dimension of personality. So there is openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, neuroticism, and agreeableness. So for example, me, I'm not, not very agreeable. So if I go into a profession that requires my complete agreeableness, like customer service, I may not thrive in there yeah. because I have my opinions and, you know, it's, uh, I'm not really a people pleaser. 
Yeah. So it's getting to know yourself and what your strengths are and trying to get into a career where you can use your strengths and also into relationships, you know, understanding that you, you are not a match with everyone. So finding someone that will click with you is also very important. So I think self-discovery is the first step for, you know, confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have, is that a free quiz that you use or like how, how do people use, do the, do that task, that uh, profile, sorry? The, the big five, there are different versions. There are some free ones out there, but my favorite one is the one from Jordan Peterson. Okay. So that's about, I think it's $10, 10 yeah. US dollar, totally worth it. Yeah, definitely. All right. We'll put a link just below wherever you're listening to this podcast to the the Jordan Peterson uh, Big Five quiz. Is it a quiz? Uh, questionnaire. Yeah. Questionnaire, yeah, where you can. Uh, so that would be step one, get to know y yourself. Um, what would, okay, let's say someone identifies a particular area that they are struggling with. Let's say it's, um, let's say it's a relationship um, struggle, all right, that they, um, uh, feel out of their out of their depth or tongue-tied whenever they are um you know talking to uh, the opposite sex how would you um help build confidence in that area no so knowledge i always think that it really helps so knowing what you're doing so yeah if someone comes to me for, uh, with social anxiety which is many people that i i've worked with and i came across this very interesting statistic the other day from um, the Australian Psychological Society. So in 2018, they, they've done a study with Australians and trying to understand loneliness. And they found out that one in four feel a sense of social anxiety. And I was like, one in four, that's so much. Wow, yeah. Yes, I, I didn't expect social anxiety to be so mainstream. Hmm. The people that I've worked with that, uh, that do, do have a, a little bit of social anxiety, especially when it comes to women, and it's, it's like this fear of, uh, of rejection, hmm. you know, and it, it's so deep in, in us because back then when we were like, you know, in ancient times, if we, did, if we were rejected by the group, then we probably meant that we were not going to survive. Hmm. And nowadays, you know, it's, you're going to be fine. So it's, so many times it's just telling them to repeat themselves that they're going to be fine no matter what. You know, yeah. it's like value courage over comfort. That's another one. Hmm. Learn how to, you know, the social skill. There is this book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is very good to improve our social skills. Hmm. So the more we learn and the, the more we know what we are doing, the more confident we can be. Because yeah. if, you, if you don't have like a plan, you don't have any background of social skills, then it's hard to like send someone into the arena without, you know, any, any skill, any arm, anything, you know? Yeah. So it's giving them that, those skills. Do people who come to you sort of believe that, that they can learn or are they just coming for help because I can imagine that that would be something that you kind of have to teach first, you know, that mindset of, I can actually, uh, improve this skill. Cause I think a lot of people might come in with the, the idea that it's just in an inherited thing. And, um, you know, I just drew a sh short straw, you know, mm -hmm. I think I'm, I've been quite lucky because most of my clients, they're, they're quite, you know, like, let's learn, let's 
let's change, let's change what I can, you know, sometimes we, when we get stuck, it's like, oh, that's the way I am, you know, like, it's kind of like, oh, that's the way I am, and it's like, well, it depends, there are some things that, yes, that's the way you are, and there are mm. other things that it's like, no, you just need to learn. Yeah. So, it just depends what it is, what the obstacle is. If yeah. I, I'm always like, accept what you cannot change, mm. but change what you can if it's bothering you. Yeah. Do you think um, you mentioned some statistics there before about social anxiety? Do you think it's on the increase as well? I think COVID restriction, of course, are not ha are not helping yeah. our uh, social skills. But yeah. since the more you do it, the easier it gets. You mm. know. So, but of course, you know, we need uh, we need to bring COVID numbers down. So we have to apply, you know, comply with uh, what happen what's happening. Yes, we cannot skip restriction for our social skills, but yeah, but of course, I think it is hurting, you know, mental health and especially the workplace, how, how now everyone wants to work from home, you mm. know, it kind of scared me a little bit because yes, there are people that live with their family or their girlfriend and, you know, they have, or they have their friends that live nearby. So for them, maybe it's not a big deal. They can work from home. But there are other people that do not have those, um, you know, relationship near to them. And going to the workplace is also a way to interact with people. So we need those social interactions for our mental health. And I'm afraid that not everyone will get them if they don't go to the workplace. And yeah. everyone is working from home. Yeah, yeah. Just on the, the workplace, uh, that's sort of the two areas that I think you mentioned that you you do help people with. There's the, the social side of things, but also, you know, work performance um, as well. Is it the same approach uh, for that or do you take a different approach for, you know, improving, let's say, someone who wants to uh, get promoted or go for a job interview or, you know, those sorts of things? It is getting to know their strengths and what they can afford to a workplace. So if it's someone that is looking for, um, you know, a career upgrade or they look for a promotion, then it's making them recognize what is that they bring into the table. You know, what is their strengths that why the workplace needs them, how to make the workplace depend on them. So yeah. that's, that's one big one when they're looking for a promotion. So it's, strengths-based approach and also like figuring out what is that may prevent that because so many times there's there is this conflict and this uh, lack of emotional regulation skills that um, really hamper progress that really uh, stop the progress so they may have a fight with a co-worker because they couldn't regulate themselves mm -hmm. so emotional regulation is a big one when it comes to workplace and I do work with a lot of people that have their own business and, and uh, yes, and it's also how to motivate their employees. And okay, so to, leadership. Yes, leadership yeah. work. Yeah, okay. And uh, is, is that again the same approach? Know your strengths and then um, uh, for, build from there? For leadership work is really put yourself in the shoes of the other person. So empathy. It, Yes, because there is this old saying of like treat others like you want to be treated. Yeah. Well, actually, it's treat others how they want to be treated. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter what you want, it's what they want. Yeah. If money motivates you, great. But what if 
uh, recognition is what the other person looks for. Mm. So it's really understanding what moves people. Yeah. They so stop being you, 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 and look at the other person and what moves them. Yeah. I think uh, I've noticed that uh, just with my background in education, that um, the traditional approach to education has always been very teacher centered or subject centered where people, you know, talk about, okay, we're going to talk about maths now because you're sitting in a maths classroom and I'm a maths teacher, but the, the student may not necessarily have that big an interest in maths, but if you can engage in with them in some way, that's going to inspire them. And all of a sudden, you know, you can, up the up the interest levels and i think uh what i've learned in in coaching has uh, got some big roles to play in the education uh space as well so thought i'd just throw that in i always jump on my soapbox for that when i can um so if you guys listening uh julia's put together uh an amazing list here i think i'd like to just go through it really briefly and we're, we're going to put it uh available as a free download for you to get your hands on so she's got uh top five top tips for building confidence uh address self-talk set and accomplish goals adjusting posture remembering past achievements and seeking help is it okay if we just go through that really briefly julia is that okay yeah. Yes. All right. So addressed self-talk. Tell me a little bit about self-talk. Yes. That's something that my, I, I got to really understand when I went into, into private practice and working with clients because myself, my self-talk is like a cheerleader, you know, it's like, let's go, Julia, come on. Okay. You, you, you did it wrong, but let's try again. So that's how my self-talk is. And I didn't really thought that of how other people's self-talk was until I started hearing what the thoughts of other people were once they come into therapy and talk about. And it's terrifying how some people have a self-talk that is so diminishing and it's so, you know, like things like you're stupid, you um, see, you suck again, like, you know, all these like things, oh, you failed again. So if, us, if we have a self-talk that is like that, it needs to be addressed because mm. You know, it's you, you should be your first number one fan of mm. like, you know, the, the first person that wants your own good. So that's like the number one thing that needs to be addressed. If it's a negative self self talk, which apparently there are quite a few people that have that. Mm. And you, the way you're talking about that, you sound like that's pretty unfamiliar for you. <laughs> yes. I, I think I was lucky, you know, we all have our own um you know our own things i have yes. other things that i had to work on so so much and i had still have many things that i have to work on yeah but the, luckily the self-talk was not one of them for me do you think your parents played a, a positive role in that yeah attachment theory and you know having a secure attachment and having built that self-esteem early on i think yes it does play a, a big role mm. Just uh, let's say, take a little side tangent. We've got a lot of parents who listen to this podcast. You know, what advice would you give to them in terms of instilling that positive self-talk in their children? To be mindful. You know, we all, we all make mistakes. No parent going to parenthood saying, oh, I'm going to screw up my kid. You know, mm -hmm. I think we all try our best with the tools that we got. But if I, if I were to become a parent, I would definitely try to do, you know, my homework and uh, 
be mindful that what you do every day, every small action is going to affect your child. Yeah. So it's really being mindful of, you know, thinking before talking, before saying something out of anger. The mm. same way that I teach emotional regulation, you know, for workplace, it works also in, you know, I have a lot of clients that are parents mm. and they see that, that, you know, that skills helped with many things. Yes. Yeah. Emotional regulation come into play with every area of life. Yeah. And I think that's such an important thing to mention too, is that that's, there's a ripple effect when you get coaching in one particular area of your life, it, Mm -hmm. it has a positive ripple effect in so many different areas, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you said there at the beginning of, of just being mindful when we, when we're not mindful, then we're probably going to be on autopilot. We're probably just going to be reproducing, you know, what has been put into us. And sometimes that's good and sometimes it's not so good. So being mindful can help you to level up, which I think yes. is is really great. We're just going to pause this interview right there. I hope you are enjoying this as much as I am. We're speaking with Julia Fiore, who is talking to us about confidence and we've just addressed number one of her top five addressing self-talk and she's got some great insights there just to recap on what we've covered so far step one is self-discovery step one is getting to know your strengths and how you can be confident how knowing who you are and what you are capable of uh, can help you to be confident julia has mentioned the big five questionnaire by jordan peterson i'm going to put a link to that wherever you're listening to this podcast the next step is building the skills that you need to get into the arena and uh, a great way that you can do that is by taking the mx04 coaching series i suggest that you start with the lifestyle design quiz i'm going to put a link to that wherever you're listening to this podcast then you'll get an invitation to the mx04 coaching series that's going to take you the next step down the path of uh, getting closer to confidence. So Julia's shared with us, you know, some skills for the workplace, emotional regulation is a big factor, how to apply leadership and motivation and empathy. She's shared with us some principles about mindfulness uh, that we can apply with our family. We are going to get to the next four in these big five in the next episode of The Blueprint, episode number 66. So make sure you uh, come back and catch the conclusion of this interview so much good content that she's sharing with us set and accomplish goals adjusting your posture remembering past achievements and being able to seek help they're the next four that are coming up next julia is going to unpack those for us but make sure you go and download julia and andrew's top five tips for building confidence you can find that at blueprintlifeacademy.com.au forward slash confidence or you can just click the link wherever you are listening to this podcast that's where we're going to leave it for today but make sure you come back next week to catch the conclusion of this interview with julia fiore where does confidence come from hope you have a fantastic week bye for now